Hey there, my name is Ushin Lunny and this is Audio Matters, a weekly podcast on all things audio presented to you by Harman. In this week's episode, we dive into immersive sonic storytelling and explore the world of Hypnopolis, the thrilling new futuristic podcast from BMW, and we'll discover what it means for the future of in-car entertainment. I'm delighted to be joined by three audio visionaries to discuss how to make a film for the years under lockdown and why immersive audio storytelling is the perfect companion for the modern driving experience. Welcome to the podcast, Cora Guntert, Digital Audio and Voice Strategy at BMW. Nick Nowotny, Executive Producer and Composer at Whitehorse Music. And Greg Sikora, Director of Acoustic Systems Engineering at Harman International, who appropriately enough is dialing into the podcast from his car. Welcome all to the podcast. I'd like to start with you, Cora. What exactly is Hypnopolis? Yeah, Hypnopolis is for us movie for the ears. It's a science fiction storytelling podcast. And with Hypnopolis, we actually wanted to create something completely new and exciting, reach new target groups. And the goal is actually to inspire listeners to think about the future, which role mobility and technology will play, and actually how they will interact with people. Mm, Very intriguing. Uh, Now, I have to confess that I actually binge listened to all of the episodes that I could. (laughs) Uh, Once I started listening, I wanted to go on to the next one, the next one. And I'm a big fan of sci-fi anyway. But the interesting thing about Hypnopolis is that it seems to blur the lines between a podcast and an audio book. Now, I do have to ask the question, why did BMW, an automotive company, (laughs) decide to get involved in this kind of content initiative? Actually, BMW already has a like long tradition of telling exciting and emotional stories. So, for example, maybe you remember the short film series The Hire. Um, it was back in 2000, 2001 with Clive Owen. Mm. And with Hypnopolis, um, the podcast, we actually yeah, opened a new chapter. So we created a whole universe of exciting stories and an inspiring outlook of the future. And actually, me personally, I, I like this audio format a lot because it triggers your imagination. Mm. So how does the future sound? How does it look like you, you build your own image in your head and everyone paints their own image? And actually, that's, yeah, that's also the reason why with our artwork and, and, and all the creative material we, we did, we didn't show any faces of hope or, or any other heroes of the story mm. or Acadia. It's, we wanted to still give the listeners the chance to create their own world in the future, um, 30 years from now on. Mm, that's super interesting. I mean, one of the things that I love about reading books is that you create the characters and the visuals in your head. Mm. And that's very much what happens when you listen to Hypnopolis. Exactly. Um, but a lot of thrilling sci-fi storylines like Blade Runner and The Fifth Element are generally dystopian and pretty bleak. But what's the future vision that's put forward in Hypnopolis? That's that's actually quite interesting um, um, aspect. Um, and it was quite difficult because Hypnopolis is not at all dystopian. We showed a positive future. And so the capital, Arcadia, um, we create, we actually aimed to create 
um, um, positive future where technology is helping and supporting the people. Um, and nevertheless, with, uh, with, um, our protagonists, with a heroine hope and a thrilling crime story around it, we still managed to create like an exciting story, which is worth binge listening, which you already <laughs> mentioned in the beginning. I'm quite excited that you already binge listened Hypnopolis. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really compelling. I mean, particularly when you're driving. Um, you know, some things can be very distracting when you're driving, but mm -hmm. Hypnopolis is actually both immersive. Um, so you're really in the world of Hypnopolis, but it's not distracting you from the driving at all. I, I have put this to the test myself on the road. <laughs> so talk a bit about the characters that inhabit the world of Hypnopolis. So actually, if you want, you could see some parallels of today's society. So my favorite character, of course, is Hope the main character, uh, she's actually struggling with the futuristic world she's she's waking up to or put into, um, but she's such a determined person and very clear in her opinion and goal. So she wants to find out the truth. She's never giving up and fighting for the good, even though she has to pay quite a high price for it in the end. So for me, she's kind of a role model. And I also love her sarcastic humor we put in there as well. So the voice actor, um, Charlotte, she made a brilliant job. I, I really like her voice um, and, and she really brings hope to life. And there's, of course, also Leon. That's um, the reluctant sidekick of hope. He's just like a young kid, a hacker, a little bit clumsy, but he has his heart on the right side. And, and at the end, it's, him and hope against the world, fighting for the good and the truth. So they are, for me, clearly the champions of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's actually a very diverse lineup as well. How important was it for the podcast to reflect the diversity of the world? That was really an aspect um, which was very important to me as well, to show We wanted to show a future with high diversity, different accents, slang, young, old, female, male, you know, everything like a huge range. Because for us, this plays such a huge role in our version of the future. And um, that was the prerequisite we um, gave our author, Robert, to develop the characters in the beginning and also the casting of the voice actors. So Maybe you listen uh, some accent Scottish, uh, then uh, slang. Leon is, is a kid from the block. Um, Hope, um, she, she's German born, so um, her English is very well, but you hear her German accent as well. Yeah, you really get the characters through their dialogue and through their accents and also very much through the music and the sound design. Now, there's a whole sonic world like this movie for ears inhabited um, by these sound beds. So let's just listen now to a clip of the Diamond Sky Atmosphere sound bed from the Hypnopolis podcast. So 
Moving over to you, Nick. We're now listening to a clip of the Diamond Sky soundbed from the Hypnopolis podcast. It's a very cool, very futuristic sonic canvas which the characters inhabit. How important was the sound design to the immersive storytelling of Hypnopolis? Very important. I think when uh, we were asked to do this podcast, we realized that music would play a, a massive part in this, in creating these worlds and um, listening to other podcasts. We also often felt that more could have been done in the sense of music and sound design. So we were really thrilled that we had the opportunity to um, get cracking on this, basically. Actually, Ben, the creative director, I think he, he came up with the idea uh, of having this kind of this retro 80s sound touch to it. And then uh, we started adding score elements because Robert felt that score would kind of be good for the story to give it a nice filmic atmosphere. And then uh, things started to grow and we just basically wrote lots of tracks and um, started extracting stuff from these tracks that we wrote and adding them to the story. And then obviously Michael Ferdy came in with his tremendous uh, sound design, creating all sorts of different new worlds. A lot of work and a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, that, and that really comes through uh, when you're listening to it. You can tell the amount of detail and the amount of work that's gone into it, but also that it was fun. And we're just going to have a bit of a listen to one of your sound beds called Dream State for a moment. So both yourself and Cora have mentioned Robert Valentine, the award-winning author. What was it like working with him? He's one of these people that he, he talks to you about the story and just, you just get these massive worlds in your head. I mean, every time we had a, like a an issue with something, I'd talk to him and he'd just, he'd just basically paint pictures in my head. <laughs> it's really uh, amazing. I think he's done episodes of Doctor Who. He won a BBC Drama Award. Great guy, great guy to, to work with. Always friendly and helpful. It was uh, down to earth. It was uh, it's been and it still is a, an amazing experience working with him and the especially the the wit that he's put into these conversations and the uh tension and uh you know there's little little things in there that repeat uh, like sentences that uh, um, repeat throughout the story um and i just just the worlds that he's built i, I just love the way he's approached uh society um the ideas that he's put in there uh, like this positive system for society um brilliant yeah 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 so if anybody wants to explore the further work of the author just google robert valentine and maybe if you add the words doctor and who you'll see some interesting results <laughs> yeah he's an incredibly talented author particularly with audio drama award-winning as you said now i believe some of this was made during the actual lockdown which is incredible and um, how did you gather together the performances from people in different parts of the world when you couldn't go to recording studios what did you have to do to bring this all together? Well, I think that one of the main decisions was to work together with California Music, which was very helpful because they have this English-speaking community around them, um, obviously. <laughs> that that was the first step, I think, deciding who you're going to go with, right? And so we have the, this incredible partner, California Music, um, with Malta and Christian, which has just uh, worked out really well. And um, the casting was an easy process really because we were all talking about the different and the diversity of the voices as you mentioned earlier and Christian and Malta they just uh, got together and started casting people people started recording stuff on their phones and sending it across to us so we had this massive amount of voices that we could choose from which was brilliant once we had a selection um 
that was when Corona really kicked in and that's <laughs> when we started to become a bit anxious. But um, we were able to record like people like Leon and um, Charlotte in the same room, which was great. We didn't have a vocal booth in, in California. There were several challenges we had to overcome, which was like well, on the technical side, it was um, de-reverbing, for instance, like getting the room sound off the tracks. Then we recorded people in their airing cupboards, basically. <laughs> With different microphones, that was also a challenge, um, DSing some of the stuff because there's different types of reflection in small rooms. Noise reduction, I mean, I actually went out there and I think it, it took two days till I found a brilliant plugin that actually works. <laughs> Buying things like metal pop filters that you can um, put into the dishwasher. So <laughs> that, that was um, very challenging. And then uh, what I thought was really great was that the um, voiceover companies that these artists belong to they delivered setups to the people so they could actually um, work from home, which was brilliant. And then it was the, the first time that we actually realized what technology like we are using right now can actually do because you're never forced to use it that much. And it's just brought us all together, basically. So it was California, London, Hamburg, Munich. Yeah, it's, it's just really enjoyable. Talk to us a bit about the mixing and mastering as this was obviously made for drivers, although it can be enjoyed anywhere, which I would recommend. Um, was there anything that you had to do especially to make it that enjoyable and that much of an immersive but not distracting experience inside the car? Basically just one main thing we had, often we, we master the things ourselves, but in this case we went to um, Tom Meyer from Master and Servant, which is my trusted mastering engineer for most things. We um, mastered the tracks for every system so that it would sound fine in the BMW. And then you have to try and make sure that it's not too exhausting to your ears while you're driving and those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Nick. That's super interesting. Now, Greg, we just heard from Nick about optimised sound and having a great listening experience as a driver. Now, in terms of audio enjoyment, the first bit of advice that many people give you is to close your eyes so you can focus on the elements of the sound. But uh, obviously, <laughs> yeah. that's like the worst advice ever if you're driving a car. Not going to work, no. <laughs> not, not yet, at least. Not yet. Indeed, not yet. Well said. Uh, but podcasts and audiobooks are quite different from a complex piece of recorded orchestral music, for example. Mm -hmm. Why do podcasts and audiobooks make a good companion for driving? Is there something special about their relationship to the driving experience? Yes, I, actually, I, I would say it's it's not only good companion; it's the companion uh, for, for for the car. I would actually put the music into into different category. Uh, the, the the podcasts are, it's uh, you, you know it's you you can listen to different kind of podcasts, informative science podcasts, or in this case we have you know fiction drama podcasts, and it's it actually triggers your your Im imagination. Uh, I think the best trigger for imagination is the book, right? You need to imagine everything. You need to imagine how people look like and and imagine how they sound and so on in a movie you are given all these things on the plate um and podcast is kind of a, a, a sweet spot you you can hear the characters you hear them acting uh, with some sound effects you can also build the, the the mood but there's still a lot of things that you have to imagine so it's still uh for me it's an active experience when listening to that podcast uh, in, in in cars and 
I, I have to say that the quality of the podcast increased really significantly in, in, the, in the last years. I mean, I remember at the beginning, it was podcast was typically someone somewhere recorded on the random microphone and it really <laughs> didn't sound well. Then it was data compressed uh, to, to a, a really low bit rate. And well, the content was there, but it was not really enjoyable experience. Right, right now, what I see, uh, even the, the 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 sort of informative podcast, they they, uh, they are engineers, mixing engineers, design engineers, creating really amazing sound effects. The voice is really recorded very well in professional studios with professional microphones, and you know, uh, adhering to all the good practices of of uh, uh, recording and mixing. And this is actually very good. Because our sound systems at home and also in the cars also are more uh, available and also reached very high quality. So actually, right now I feel we are in this, this sweet spot. The podcasts, audiobooks are are the input is is very good, and then we have an appropriate output. Then we can enjoy exactly here as it was intended to, and that makes up a really a good experience, uh, especially in the car, because you're alone and then you can really uh, uh, focus on that and and experience it the, the way you want. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I totally agree. It's actually been a really interesting process over the past 10 plus episodes of the Audio Matters podcast, where we've been recording this all over the world. We've had to get to grips with the lockdown situation that we're in, uh, using acoustic dampening and good microphones, of course, and the right plugins when we're mastering, etc. But the goal is the same for everyone that's doing it, I think. Capturing the moment, capturing the discussion and the emotion in the best possible quality. Mm -hmm. Now, podcasts are mostly spoken word. Is there anything particularly special or critical about reproducing the human voice? What does that mean in the context of in-car audio? Well, generally, when we design our our system, um, I mean, the most challenging input is is music because it basically covers the, the whole frequency range, hopefully dynamics, this is uh, the let's say this is the challenge so we designed our system to really take that musical spectrum and reproduce it as the artist uh, intended but what is special about voice well we as human beings are finely tuned for for a voice we have a reference we know uh, how the voice sounds like in the real environment because we listen to voices, we pay attention to voices, we pay attention to what people say. So we have this deeply etched reference in our brain. And that makes it actually challenging um, to to reproduce. Uh, Maybe not from the frequency range point of view, um, but from from the precision and and also from, from the dynamics point of view. So with the sound system in the, in the car or in the speaker, the transducer that carries most of the, the, the voice, the energy of the voice, is the, the midrange speaker. And t- typically in, in cars, we, we like to go for a size like 100 millimeter. Uh, it's, a, it's a diameter. And the reason for the size is that we want to go low in frequency, low enough to really capture the the foundation of the voice the lowest frequencies mm. 
the the dynamics and and the reproduction in in the car is also affected of how, on how you position the speakers. You know, if the spe- speaker it can be a best speaker in the world, in <laughs> if it's not positioned in the right place in the car, you will not get an optimal experience. And in these wave uh, lens, even the small disturbances, like you have something in front of your speaker that is not transparent, or the angle is 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 not optimal, it it will affect your experience. So in our best sound systems, in our high-end uh, sound systems, we really pay a lot of attention to to positioning of the mid-range speakers, to the selection of the mid-range speakers, and, and then to the tuning process. Then you want to align all the speakers together to create that voice to a degree that you can fool your brain that this is something real. Because that's, I mean, that's our job in the, in the tuning. It's creating auditory illusion. So it has to be that good so your brain cannot really tell the difference if it's a speaker reproduction or just someone in front of you. Yeah, uh, this is actually the second time that you've been on the Audio Matters podcast, Greg, and the previous episode was just fascinating. You were speaking about the link between attention that you can give to driving and audio uh, and the correlation. And you spoke about high quality audio and its effect on your brain while it's driving. How does that relate to the spoken word and listening to podcasts and audiobooks? In general, I mean, if you, if you think about our ears or our eyes, these are just the sensors. And actually for that matter, quite terrible sensors. If you, if you, com- <laughs> if, if you compare um, and, you know, a frequency response or sensitivity of the ear uh, comparing to some high-grade ma- measurement microphone, yeah. it's not that good. It's actually nonlinear. Uh, you know, the, it, it, the sensitivity changes um, depending on the, on the reproduction level and, and so on. Same with your eyes, even, even more uh, deficiencies. But this is just; these are just your sensors, and then it goes to your brain, and brain does all the all the magic. Brain makes uh, actually compensates for deficiency of the sensors, so brain is already doing a lot of work, so we can perceive reality as as it is, and it's not distorted uh, uh, too much. Um, and then when you have the voice reproduction, and as I mentioned, you have this reference in your brain how it should sound like. Basically, if it sounds very natural, when it sounds like you would experience that in the real life, your brain has to do less, less work. It's a less tiring experience. And probably this is something some of you experience if you're listening to some like really data compressed recording, something, you know, like 32 kilobits or or lower, a a, a terrible quality. And, you know, you, you can still kind of hear, okay, that's voice or that's music, but it's really hard to listen because your brain needs to do a lot to just say, hey, this is, yeah, this is actually music you're listening to. And so it's, I, I like to think maybe that's not the most uh, scientific uh, comparison, but, but I like to think it's like our CPU. So basically if the quality of the reproduction gets lower, your CPU needs to run faster and then you're basically getting tired uh, faster. Uh, at least that's my personal theory for, based on experience. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but that makes complete sense though. The less work that your brain has to do to compensate for bad audio, the more you're going to be able to relax and concentrate on driving and enjoy a really cool podcast like Hypnopolis. Yeah, yeah. Would one of the high-end systems that you talked about, would that be something like a Bowers and Wilkins system in a BMW? Yes, and actually, uh, the uh, one of the the special features, actually, the, the the brand Bowers and Wilkins, there is really a special care taken to the design of the midrange speaker, to the positioning of the midrange speaker. Um, so, also to to tweeters on some of the system, we have a diamond tweeter, and actually, wow. the upper parts of your voice, that upper harmonics, actually reach to to a tweeter. Uh, so that really creates precision of the reproduction and that basically elevates the, the experience. So you pay attention to the content, you don't pay attention to speakers. I mean, that's our goal. So there's so much cool technology that actually goes into delivering the best possible listening experience. In, in general, I mean, what, what helps you in the in a good, in a premium, in a high-end system to listen to music or, or podcasts, especially podcasts, uh, we have these algorithms that adapt uh, the level and the, the, the spectrum of, of the reproduced um, sounds um, through your system based on the speed and external factors. So there's an algorithm that takes the information about the speed. Uh, and, and, and we, of course, in the tuning process, we measure that. So we know how loud is the car. The, these values are pre-programmed. But additionally, there is a microphone uh, that is feeding back the information to to basically increase the, the accuracy of, 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 of the algorithm, of the adaptation. We call it the vehicle noise um, uh, compensation. So basically the idea is when you, let's say you, you start your car, uh, you turn on your podcast, you have a certain level of impression of loudness. This is, let's say, it's medium loud. And then when you're driving, the speed is increasing, you're driving faster, the impression should remain stable. So basically, the algorithm is doing all the magic in the background, so you don't have to touch, touch the knob. And when we are tuning these algorithms, actually, the voice as a, as, a, as a source, we use the voice as a, one of the critical factors for the you know, fail or success of, of the tuning. It's the, we do a lot of testing on the voice because people do listen to a lot of voice recordings. It's, it's radio, it's audiobooks, it's podcasts. So it really has to work uh, for voice. And then this algorithm actually uh, can compensate to, to relatively high speeds, uh, sometimes over 200 kilometers per hour. But, mm, well, I, you know, I, I live in Germany. We have autobahns. We can, we can, we can drive fast. Uh, I cannot say that I really can focus on the podcast driving above 200 kilometers per hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I would uh, say that's a limitation, not the technology. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been in one of those scenarios with a former colleague of mine in Germany, Dirk Wieler, firing down the Autobahn at an insane speed, but he was actually listening to techno very loud, <laughs> <laughs> not a podcast. Uh, it, it was a thrilling and terrifying experience, but we got there in one piece. It was all good. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of excellent German automobiles, I would like to come back to you, Cora. 
BMW is involved in a lot of very cool initiatives around in-car audio. You're really mirroring this whole shift that's happening in society with people consuming podcasts and having audio and particularly spoken word as a companion to a lot of our lives. Is there any new cool audio content or in-car audio tech coming up from BMW that you can talk about on the podcast? Yeah, the topic is hot right now, so there's a lot going on. So actually what we want to do is also like a full integration into our cars as well, like with our intelligent personal assistant so that you can talk to him. It That is cool. Um, yeah, and maybe make episodes um, available earlier or ex exclusive for some of our BMW customers, something like that. Nice. Um, yeah, there's, there's actually um, a lot of projects going on. <laughs> Great. Uh, that was an answer I was hoping to hear. Brilliant. Thank you, Cora. Coming back to you, Nick, you do a lot of composition and you work with a lot of big brands to bring their visions to life in audio. Do you think we're going to see more of these immersive audiobooks made for listening in certain situations like in car? Um, you know, do you think it will take off? I'm wondering, are we going to see more of this? <laughs> well, for my sake, I hope so. Likewise. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> No, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, um, probably one of the nicest things I've worked on in the last uh, couple of years. Right. I think it's a really interesting approach to connect a brand to an experience instead of to a commercial, um, like like we usually do. I mean, we, we do tailor commercials uh, to people's feelings, especially uh, with the music, um, mm. so that you can relate to it and create uh, identity for these brands via music. But it's a very subtle way of being integrated into a BMW world. So I, I think for the listener it's uh it, there's a lot of personal benefit that you get from it i think it's a great way to connect with the brand I, I, yeah i very much hope so absolutely and uh, we're just actually gonna have a listen to another one of those wonderful sound beds this is a different version of the dream state I think Hypnopolis is a podcast that's setting the standard and I think the reaction has been so good. Uh, it's going to be something that a lot more people are interested in. It's an amazing way, as you said, for a brand to spend time with the consumer and vice versa. And I love what you were saying, Cora, about the different ideas to give BMW drivers early access and that kind of thing. It's really smart, I think, how you're integrating this content into the end-to-end -end brand experience and building the relationship and using this amazing futuristic world of Hypnopolis as a way to do that. Coming back to you, Greg, from the viewpoint of Harman, who of course design and engineer and manufacture these incredible sound systems for in-car audio, does the enclosed space of a car present any unique opportunities in terms of having an immersive sound experience? In, in our sound systems, actually what, what you get that it will be difficult to get that experience in the, in the room and unless you have 
you know, a perfect, perfect room uh, with all the speakers calibrated and also with high channels. In, in some of our BMW models, we have systems uh, with height channels and we are running uh, our quantum logic immersion algorithm. So actually this algorithm would take the, the stereo input, uh, the original mix, and distribute it among all the speakers, including um, high channels and including surround speakers. Yeah. So actually the level of the immersion you can get in the car would be something that you, you wouldn't get uh, anywhere else or would be hard to get uh, anywhere else. So right. it's apart from the spoken uh, word portion, this immersion uh, would be uh, something additional reason why we should listen that into the in in the car <laughs> on yes. the good sound system. Of yes, course. absolutely. That's a very good point. Uh, now, speaking of immersive audio, a lot of the content on Netflix has, I believe, now been remastered for the Atmos surround format as it becomes more popular. Nick, if you were to choose a piece of classic literature to get an update to this new immersive in-car audiobook podcast format, what would it be? What's this Jack Kerouac? Um, is it on the road? That's a very good shout. I, I really uh, did not like the uh, movie. I have to. Sorry, but <laughs> I was quite quite disappointed because all the actors had like uh, shiny white teeth, and and I'd read the book before, and I hadn't quite finished it before I went to the cinema, and I was, <laughs> and I could really imagine uh, listening to this uh, in in the in the car, uh, yeah, as you're traveling in this immersive system. I thought great idea. Yeah. That was a brilliant point, by the way, Greg, with this uh, tuned tuned room that you're sitting in, basically, in, uh, when you're sitting in a BMW. It never occurred to me. Mm -hmm. You know, if you could give me any hints on my Beetle, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> what say you, Greg? Sure, sure. Please visit our labs and we, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> We'd love to. And that, my friends, is what's known in the trade as a happy ending. So as we listen to the main Hypnopolis theme one more time, I just want to thank Greg, Cora and Nick for joining us on the Audio Matters podcast to go behind the scenes on the state-of-the-art immersive audio storytelling and explore the world of Hypnopolis. Listeners, if you are intrigued about Hypnopolis, I have some great news. The final episode will be going live just eight days after the release of this episode of the Audio Matters podcast, which can only mean one thing binge listening. Yes, treat your ears and tune in during your next drive or commute. I completely recommend it. It really is a wonderful, wonderful listening experience. And there's more. The good people at BMW have released some great bonus material in the form of three behind the scenes videos and will be releasing a playlist of the Hypnopolis music, all of which will be linked from our show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe to both the Audio Matters podcast and Hypnopolis by using your favourite podcast app. And do check out our brilliant title playlist put together by our guests every week with a few selections from myself as well. I feel some retro futuristic sounds might be coming up for this edition. Join us next time when we'll be exploring how to save the musical heart of cities. Until then, the future sounds great and we will see you there. <laughs>